Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Leading Minds podcast. Now you may notice we have a Courtney-shaped void on the sofa today. Um, he's not on this one. He's actually out and about filming a short for Black History Month, um, taking in the perception of normal people and how inequality affects them. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. Um, today is the third installment of our Black History Month series. Um, and what we're going to be talking about and the topic for today is breaking down the door. Now, if ever there was an epitome of a triple threat, <laughs> a, qu <laughs> a quadruple threat uh, is our, our guest today, a singer, dancer, choreographer, producer. Uh, the list goes oh, on. Jazzy. Oh, no. How are you, man? That. that was a bad boy. <laughs> that was a little winner right there. All deserved, yeah, right? I love that. <laughs> All deserved. Mate, I am so pleased to have you on. I, um, I know we bumped into each other a few weeks ago yeah. up in the Plus Minus Equals event. And I know myself and Courtney just can't stop listening to your music. It's amazing. Oh, I love. Appreciate that. Appreciate um, that. And we, I just really want to get deep into your journey, man. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Really I'm ready, deep I'm into ready. your journey. Um, one, one of the, um, one of the things that strikes me a lot about you when I watch your interviews mm. and I watch your your music, is it seems as though there's a troubled soul. Yes. But the way that you come across is just calm. Mm. Never heard it like. Where that. does that come from? Uh. So to say troubled soul, definitely troubled. I think sometimes I trouble myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think it just comes from having a higher perspective and also allowing myself to higher, have a a higher conscience yeah. and being okay with not being the top thing on the planet or the number one person in life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think making myself i know this sounds crazy but making myself second to what's bigger sort of made my whole situation more realistic so if anything that sort of will humble me and put me in that category what you what you're saying it would be that humbleness it would be that wellness the fact that i i don't really feel i need too much of the what makes me stand out anymore because i sort of feel like I'm okay with myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that sort of solidifies me when I'm going through this, looking nervous, might be not too ready, might not be too perfect, but when I then perform, because that's my piece, you can't really shake that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't really shake Does that. Does that come from a position of acceptance because yeah. we we when we were talking we've been talking for ages before yeah, yeah, we yeah. started had, this, is a, this is the third conversation this is the third yeah. conversation um you, were you talking we, we talked about wellness before and there's an element of spirituality mm. uh, is is what you is the angle that you or, or what you're explaining that it comes from a position of acceptance that you're able to give away yes. to receive yeah because i was speaking upstairs we'll say the same thing like the the whole verge of understanding to stand under what you are trying to hear, listen to, or pay attention to. And I think that whole thing comes from a spiritual aspect because it will be your conscious, let's say, or your spirit or your soul will have to sort of take its ego bag off and yeah. kind of go, let me just humble myself and understand really what's going on. I think spirituality sort of ties everything in for me all the time, no yeah. matter if it's just food it could be yeah. <laughs> friends it could be music it's because for me there has to be some sort of balance in whatever i'm doing even if it's a bad balance yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah my bad balance has still got a balance yeah as yeah. well as my <laughs> good balance you know what i mean <laughs> that, makes sense. that makes total sense you know the, the, the funny thing is when we when we started when we started this podcast um and we were we we, we brought people on talking about the challenges mm. and stuff like that and we were really shying away from um spirituality because mm. we thought okay we don't want to alienate people that don't have that um inclination or have have that inside of them you know right. because this is a platform for everyone but the irony is everyone that we speak to comes from position of spirituality especially when they've come from struggles challenges issues um you know um come come from a, 
a position of negativity. Spirituality mm. seems to be the way that <clears throat> has allowed them to come out of those situations. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, uh, for me, the word spirituality stands really close to the word perseverance. Because when you are taken into a struggle or you are taken into something that is a hardship, in that is where you learn perseverance. And a part of perseverance is to believe, even if it's in yourself. So yeah. most people who come on. from a blocky estate, yeah. you've had many stages of having to persevere from, well, let me just speak about myself. Let me just keep it 100, because it's, it's just easy like that. Yeah. For me, I've been, I know I've been working on my perseverance from about four. Because from four years old, I started to pay attention. So once you start to pay attention, you start to have an observation. And once you can observe, you can then choose to dislike and like and have an opinion. And the opinion will then go, I like that, I don't like that, that's fair, that's not fair. And then either or side, you're gonna persevere. Some people don't and some people do, but I believe spirituality is what keeps perseverance afloat because it's what binds and weaves perseverance that's, together. That's, that's a, that's you need both, yeah, it, yeah. you kind of have to have both. <clears throat> so let's talk about the blocky estate. Oh, the blocky estate. <laughs> the blocky estate. Hey, I love the blocky estate. You know, um, <laughs> the blocky estate, the reason why I say blocky estate is, I know many people have loads of different words for it. You yeah. know what I mean? They call it their ends, yeah. their bits, their manners, or they'll just call it their area codes. I call it blocky estate because for me, I've I've been to many areas. You know what I mean? I have grew up in London for a long time, but I'm from Nottingham and I grew up in Nottingham for a long time. So I know many different blocky estates. I've been in many different blocky estates. And the reason why I could call it blocky estate is because as soon as you get to the ends, there's always like this big flat. Yeah. And then beside that one is another big yeah. flat. And then in the middle, there's just this little park. And you're thinking, well, but there's only like 50 people in the flat, so what if everybody wanted to go park? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this already don't make any but sense. It's but it's I mean, uh, uh, your, your, your song that's, that's about to come out, mm. um, which is on um, YouTube at the moment, Hard Days, Hard, Hard Night, which I yeah. can't stop listening to. Appreciate that's it. where you refer to it, right? Yeah. Is, is your blocky estate. So you touched on one of your documentaries, one of your interviews, that within that, there wasn't any inspiration. No. You had to find your own inspiration. And you've also touched on the fact that from four years old, you were quite conscious of the fact of everything that was going on around you. Mm. How did that transition happen then from being subjected to everything that was going on and, and taking that in and being that malleable child to having to find your own inspiration in your own way? I think, well, from an early age, and I found outlets. I think outlets for me, especially growing in a blocky estate, most kids need an outlet. Um, for me, I was always, uh, well, first I grew up around, like I said in the documentary, mostly females. My family's mostly girls. So you can imagine uh, how it can be when you're a male. But yeah. then there's a lot of males, but a lot of them was already older. Yeah. So they already left and, you know what I mean? My older cousins and they already was out. So for me, I was just the one boy around a lot of girls. So with that sort of upbringing, you learn a different side to life when you're around women. Yeah, It's a different life. And this is why I always say to guys like, we, you can't say as a man that like, you never understand what a woman goes through because for the fact of daily life is so different yeah. to a man's. Yeah. So for me growing around a woman, you grow, uh, you, you become protective. Yeah. I mean, same situation for me. I've got three sisters. Yeah. Right? You, you, I'm you the only brother. It. Yeah. You, you can't help but feel that you've got to be there to provide security and protection. Yeah. But equally be appreciative of what they go through and their own challenges yeah. and struggles. And I would say around that time, just seeing what they was all doing, like some of my sisters would uh, love to sing and dance. And then some of my cousins was already like, good singers and you can hear because we used to play pop idol when we was kids yeah. and that when yeah, that yeah. first came out man used to lose every yeah. year but <laughs> yeah. it's different now yeah it's, it's different now but it that's where i sort of to learn what my outlets was and one of them straight away was sports i love sports um i was a chubby kid yeah i was i was big big but i was happy <laughs> so, so it doesn't really matter you see the difference because i'd 
I was a mummy's boy. Again, yeah. I'm around always the women. My pops weren't there, so it was just me and Dukes yeah. all the time. So I had to find other outlets. And then once I started to get into dance, dance was an outlet that makes sense why I always bring up women. Because back then, danced was looked at like, if you danced, you're soft. Yeah. So when we're talking about back to perseverance and how I sort of got like this, it's having to do something in a blocky estate where nobody is in fashion with that and none none of your man them want to see you do that because it doesn't make sense to yeah. people's life and you go and dance, you've already probably broken. Well, I already broke the biggest thing I didn't realize until I got older, which made me the way I am now. It's for the fact that I did something that was so uncommon that it, took majority of people to question me. You're weird. I even got for time, oh, bro, you must be a little bit bisexual yeah, or something yeah. like, because the way I like to dress and how <coughs> I would sort of just put my clothes together. And I started to realize that it wasn't the fact that I anything was wrong with me. I just had perseverance. It's the fact that people just didn't understand because they wasn't um, able to see what I got to see and live how I live. So I guess that's how I became myself in the in the end of it. I just looked at all my parts in my life and the things that made me me. And I continued to yeah. sort of stick on the things that made me happy instead of carrying on. Because eventually, and this is probably, I always say this is one of my greatest stories just for the fact of it's so real to me. I remember yeah. when one of my friends got um, locked up and that's when I went on the Let It Shine show. Yeah, we're gonna come to that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna come to Let It Shine. <laughs> we're the Let It Shine show. Yeah. I went on the Let It Shine show and I never forgot like, I was so scared. I was so nervous. I was like, I weren't nervous because of the show. And yeah. imagine this, I was nervous from the ends because I'm thinking, what's everyone gonna say about me? They're gonna think Jazzy's got soft. And I'm thinking, it might, this, this is and this is really where mental health starts to build. It's, this is going to sound crazy, but you you will hear me by the end. I'm sitting there going, yo, nah, I'm not doing the show then. Why? Because everyone's going to think I'm soft, not doing it. Then I'd go, but what's the point, Jazz? You, you dance anyway. Everyone knows you danced. They've already got over that. I'm so caught up on what everyone else is going to think of me. Mad, isn't it? Forgetting yeah. that I already dance. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that was like a first stage of me sort of not believing in what made me me and what sort of built me to be me and have this sort of perseverance to the point where when I, my friend was again like i said he went prison and i ended up getting to the live finals and i never forget i remember um i remember uh, messaging my brethren and going tell him i made it to the live finals and then he was like yo I never get. He messaged me while he was in prison, and he says, "Jazz, I've got everybody sitting down in the cell watching Let It Shine." <laughs> and I says, "For real?" <laughs> says, well, everyone's watching it. He said, "Jazzy, the whole cell, they're watching." And I said, "That's my guy." And I said, "You see that alone? It sort of changed my feelings towards what happened to me as a yeah. kid. I started to realize it's for the fact that I gave him understanding. Yes, he does that, but I gave him understanding. So now, when he sees me do what I do," He doesn't judge me. Yeah. He now has an understanding, and that's what I realized. It's just understanding. So th there's 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 a double acceptance here. Mm. It, there's there's the influence of your peers on your mindset, and then there's there's and that's the acceptance of 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 that, mm. um, and then obviously your peers accepting what you're doing. See, this, it's interesting because I would class you as a trailblazer. A trailblazer in the sense that you had all this negative influence around you. It even I mean, let it shine. BBC show. You're in front of Gary Barlow, mm. Danny Minogue. Um, I gotta say, Dolly Parton, man. I'm on those, <laughs> I'm on those Dolly Parton, man. Got me. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you, out, so you're you're in front of these prominent people. You're on the show. You get really, really far. And it's surprising to think that you're trailblazing. You're doing it, but you're not. You're 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 not looking at it from the outside in. You're looking at it from the inside out. What are people going to think about me, even though you're going through all this success? And it's funny because, I mean, we had um, uh, Moles from Schizo Worldwide in uh, a previous podcast, mm. Aaron, who is an immense TV presenter, documentary maker on the BBC, and they've all said the same thing. Mm. They're all trailblazers, 
but there was an element of what are my peers going to say? There's always that element because again, when you come from what we come from, you automatically are born into a huddle mm. of what people call a community. Yeah, I see it as a huddle because you're you're forced into this this type of what should be right and then as you're growing up you start having to do what's right for you so you're not it's not really a community because a community to do what's right for the people the collective yeah it's a huddle yeah um when you came out of let it shine mm. well actually i want to touch on something <coughs> jazzy matters <laughs> Jersey matters. Okay, because because I I I saw this thing and it, you were you were introducing yourself and it's Jazzy Martian. Mm. That's my real name. Mm. I'm like, okay, great. Then I stumble across Jazzy Mattis. So so where so what 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 made you what what where where did that come from? Why why what 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 was that? So. My name Jazzy, that's real. Yeah. Um, my dad called me Jazzy uh, from the soul to soul singer Jazzy B. So if you ever heard that, yeah. however do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like that's where my name came from because he was. He said as soon as I was born, he said you just had this little Jazzy thing about you, and I was like, oh, cool, makes yeah. sense. But then the Martian bit, the reason why I took my Mattis off is because I thought to myself like, I like Martian. I like, I like astrology. I like anything to do with out of this world, as you can imagine. Do you know what I mean? I like um, depth. I like unknown. But recently within my career, I still like the Martian, but the unknown thing, I'm kind of all right with being me. So I know the Martian yeah. at one time I was just dealing with, and I think I used it subconsciously to sort of deal with who I wanted to become. And now I like the way Martian sounds, but I know who I am now. Yeah. So it actually has a purpose. Do you know? What so I mean? it has a meaning to it. Yeah. And it and it kind of describe describe or represents you in a better way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so, let it shine was probably the first time that people saw you on the screen. Mm. <coughs> that experience. We we we've had people that have been on shows and stuff like that on the on the podcast, and what they always say is, once that finishes, everything seems to go downhill. Mine didn't. Yours is different. Yeah, my, right. My, Yours is different. My, my and again, life. this I think I think it comes from your outlook in life mm. and the fact that you you talk about perseverance and stuff mm. like that. Because when you came out of there, things really started to happen for you over a longer period of time, right? But you know, yeah. Do you know why? Do you know why I feel like things happen for me and. I'm trying to think of when I was on the show. I realized that I didn't fit in immediately, and, and the first day I walked in, I went, "This don't make no sense." For the fact that I was kind of like, "I want to perform," and a lot of these guys were already performers. Right. So you was walking into a situation where I was, I'd had no experience. You're talking about 40 boys, at least of them already was musically feared to train, sang, already had singing lessons for since they were seven, dance trained, they were doing all of that. What I had is, I never sang before that. Yeah. I used to just spit a couple of bars in the block. Well, like I remember there's a quote by one of your friends, which is, well, you've seen him dance, but wait until you hear him sing. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're going to be absolutely blown yeah, away. Imagine Andre, yeah. man. Um, but that was the whole thing. I went in a show and crazy thing is, you know, my audition, I never sang. Really? I danced. No way. It's what no one knows. Like, I went in there and there was like, this is a singing show. And I go, I didn't come to sing. I came to dance. And the real reason why I actually went there is my friend said to me, Jazz, come to this audition with us. Not to audition, just to come. Oh, so you went with them. I they were going to audition. Okay. To go to this audition. Yeah. At that time, I stopped dancing. I was done with dancing. Because I just sort of thought... I traveled, I did all I can with dance and all that was coming out of dance. At that point, I sort of thought to myself, I want something more. Let me go and find that more and I'll come back to dance. So be it, they go, oh, just, just, Jazzy, just come. Oh, forget it. I'll just come in the car. Went in. My friend who actually sings for Tyree, he went in, done his show. Great, came out. I went in. Tyree said, 
what did you sing? I said, I didn't sing. I danced. <laughs> then they called me back in. Can you sing? And then I never sang at this time, but um, I always knew Bob Marley Red Redemption song. Yeah. So it's the first thing that came to I my head. I love that. And that's yeah, one that's of my favourites. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. First thing that came to my head and I says, cool, let me do that. I did not think for a second I was getting in. I got a call back. Can you come to Birmingham? And then one of my other friends, he got through too. So we both went to Birmingham. And again, we had to dance. And as soon as the dance thing comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you know it. I, yeah. I, yeah, like I live that, I breathe it. So yeah. I, I understand what I've got to do. Then they said, can you sing again? By this time, I've already pre-planned in my head. I says, there's three songs I'm going to go for if this is going to happen. Bear in mind, I'm not realizing, because I'm not a singer, the power of the songs I'm singing. Yeah. I've picked Jagged Edge. Whitney Houston, yeah, Bruno Mars. Listen, right. you picked the worst. <laughs> you, picked, <laughs> you picked the worst lineup you could <laughs> ever want to run for as a non-singer. Check this now. There's a guy called J uh, Jason. He is, I'm sure he still is, or he was the lead singer for uh, Michael Jackson Thriller Tour. So you can, you already know when I'm saying that. You know what his voice yeah, yeah. can do. Yeah, I'm just hearing this guy going off in the back. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, I'm going home. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I, I, said I didn't come for this. I said, I came to dance. That's not the case. Again, I went in, yeah. I sang. Skipping a couple of feet before I knew it, I was on the live finals. And because I danced so much, I ended up meeting a lot of the choreographers. Seeing them, realizing that I already knew them because I already danced. So you already, you already worked with them, you already knew them, okay. So they gave me creative freedom. Right. So when they gave me creative freedom to move with the music they gave me, for me that was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm gonna do so mad for this one, and, and that's how and, it went. And you did, and <laughs> <laughs> you did. If if you guys get a chance to watch um, a, a Jazzy's clip, Jazzy Mattis, let it shine. Oh, he sings Bruno Mars. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, man's doing skits on the stage and everything. Well, they cut most of it. Really? I did the flip and everything. Really? Yeah. They, um, I think the reason why they cut it, because when it first came out, it was on Alan Carr. It came out and premiered on Alan Carr's show. Right. So they used a long clip. Uh, they used my, which was by God's grace, they used my trailer to advertise the whole of the oh, latest wow. shine. So it was almost like, in my head I saw, I thought, nah, man, I must get in then, because you can't just... Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just a yeah. sort of realization. You've used me. I must get to a certain stage. But that's not even sort of the severeness of the show. I think for me, why I started to find, well, I found the show a bit mad is because how how much I was doing behind the show, a lot of people didn't realize. Like a lot of them boys, they weren't dancers. And I was in a group with boys that a lot of them had two left feet. So because I was the dancer, you can imagine what five to seven guys are going to do. Yeah. And you're living with that. that yeah. It's a, uh, you got to dance. you got to do this. But because I've been doing that for years, it's nothing to me. I love to teach you guys. Let's do that. But then at the back of that, I was also seeing how guys was getting contracts and sponsorship for clothes. And I realized that if I could get some sort of sponsorship or some sort of thing happening while I'm on the show, I could sort of start something on the way up. Yeah. And so be it when I left the show, I got that Puma tracksuit. And then before I knew it, boom, something kicked off. And then before I knew it, I was in Spain modeling. And then I started to do catwalks and then I started to do fashion shoots. And then from the music, I started to model. And then not from, uh, from the show, I started to model. Yeah. And then from the modeling is what actually led me to do my own music, which was, that first initial track with uh, Charlie Sloth, 24 yeah. Hours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's how sort of the lineup worked. It wasn't a situation where I wanted to go into it. It do was a situation you know where I just love to create. It's something you said to me before, mm. and you said, anything I've prayed for. I've won, yeah, I got. I've got. 100%. Right? The way you're describing everything right now, it's almost as if the path, mm -hmm it opened up from that position of whatever I ask for, I get. And that's not a position of arrogance. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. The intention for that is pure. It's submissive. Yeah, it's submissive. Now, your life seems to have had um, elements to it that have led on to other 
areas and mm. by God's grace, like you say, got you in a position where you are mm. right now. At any point in that journey, <clears throat> did you ever think, I'm not worthy of this? I'm not capable of this? This is just too much for me? Mm. I would say that happens often for me. More often than people on the outside know, but people on the inside yeah. know how I am, how I'm set up. Um, like Rufus is sitting over there just the other day when when he uh, got sorted out my train to come London. Straight away I'm going, yo, thank you Rufus. Thank you for just booking the train so I don't have to do it and you can just do it because I'm already busy. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry. But that's, that's a part of me almost going, but you don't have to be nice. And I think that's a big part of growing up in the, like I always go back to it, is that blocky estate yeah. because you you don't, you feel like if people give you things for free, they want something back. It makes you feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you sort of feel like, well, then why are you being nice to me? Because people are not nice nowadays. That's just the reality of life. You're questioning the you, intention. Yeah, yeah. You, you question people's intentions nowadays because I am a naturally giving person, a naturally nice person. And a lot of the times in my life, uh, through this whole journey we're talking about, is where I've been burnt, mm. uh, or I've gave some people my last money, and sort of thought, ah, yeah, man, when it's my turn, they're gonna do it for me. And then you watch certain people do exactly what they're gonna do. And I used to go and makes me makes me to go mad, and I used to have arguments and stuff. And I used to think, but why would you do that? I'm not like that to you. And I think to myself now, well, they're not you. Yeah. And you can't expect to, someone to do something for this you is that it. you would exactly do for them. Yeah. Not everybody has the same intention, yeah. even if yours is great and theirs ain't. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Do you know what, Jazzy? One of the things that strikes me about you, always have done every time we've, we've had a conversation, is your intentions are so pure as an individual, right? And it's, it's, it's surprising, you know, you're bringing up this whole thing that you, 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 you're a certain way with people and mm -hmm. when that doesn't come back that, that expectation kind of knocks you back and I'm it hurts human. yeah exactly right i'm okay with that I, I, exactly but yet you still carry on Every, i mean I've, I've never we've never had a discussion where it's been you've been negative about it and this comes back to what i said at the beginning you just carry yourself in it, it it's like without and i don't mean this to be derogatory in any way you're in jazzy's world yeah 24 you're, you're in jazzy's you can't world. take me out of yeah. mine because I've let people take me out of mine before. And I've been in those places where people talk about these dark holes that everybody sort of scared. I've been there and I've gone out and I've been there back. And I've been in and out for a few years. I've done that. Mm. Just the other, just not so long ago, I was, I came off Instagram. I did all of that because my mind wasn't feeling right. I'm quite open with mine. The reason why I want to be open and I try to be open is because you ain't gonna beat God. Yeah. So you can't really do much to me when I tell you what yeah. the situation is. Yeah, that's you know, it. What are you going to do? You can laugh and yeah. go, oh, you're not strong enough mentally. And I'm okay with that because I might be strong enough in another area that's right. on where that same energy is moving to. I'm fine with those situations. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what keeps me in Jazzy's world. It's kind yeah. of going, it's okay not to be perfect and everything is right all the time. My Instagram's yeah. popping everything yeah. is set like yeah. it ain't like what are we doing that's like, it. people people are dying outside i ain't got time for that but, but, <laughs> like, but i have got time but i ain't got time but for you that. know what though jazzy the irony of it is <clears throat> for someone with what you're doing there's a constant comparison there will be a comparison of you to somebody else people are always gonna they're gonna compare your voice they're gonna compare your moves they're gonna compare you as an individual it's very, uh, from my perspective, right? And and obviously you can say it from your perspective because you're living it. I find it almost impossible for an individual mm. that's constantly being compared to carry on with the mindset that you have. Mm. Because there must be occasions where people say, oh, you know, you sound like such and such, or you could be the next such and such. And hey. that, that that's kind of an insult, right? Because you're trying to be you. I got that, I got that yesterday. So what are you like, a Chris Brown? Roof, am I lying? <laughs> this is exactly what happened last night. What? Who are you like, a Chris Brown? And it's like, ah, oh, because I like to dance. Um, and I like 
a certain type of fashion. No, it just means that some people are similar in the sense of how they like things aesthetically. Yeah. It doesn't mean that no way consciously they are the same person for the fact that we speak different sonics into music. We don't actually speak the same. Music is a language, and even though P two people can do R and B, we're speaking different. That's right. That's how you get features. Yeah. That's how you get two on beat features. Yeah. You wouldn't get two features if two P. But I understand people. I understand where people are at now, especially with their minds. So, I think the reason why I feel like I have the energy to always carry on is for the fact that I'm always willing to understand that we are all at a trial stage. 24 7 of our lives we're always trying things for the first time every time we do it again every day because the mentality behind what we're doing is always different so for that same reason you realize that you can't judge somebody for doing the same thing twice because it was never the same thing yeah you will know when it's the same but how thing. do you deal with that um how, how do you deal with that as an individual the, the music industry mm. you you know it very well there's there's going to be constant comparisons yeah now something um something that you've you've you, i think you've touched on before is is exactly that is is about doing what you want to do and mm. you know making your impact on the industry as jazzy mm. um you know and and it's always it's always been a thing in my head where I, as a lay person if somebody was to compare me to somebody else mm. and i'm trying to do what i'm trying to do it would i'd find it extremely difficult yeah. you know i think okay i feel like the comparison thing, the only reason why I kind of get over it or it never ever bothers me when it's ever been brought up or being compared is because I know what I'm doing is different. You can feel it, you can hear it, you can see yeah. it. It's, I say this all the time when I make music. Um, sometimes you'll hear me make music and it will be from 100%, but it will be 20% of the 400. I know this is gonna sound crazy, but just stay with me, yeah? This is how it goes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it goes sometimes. But I, it's like, I'm giving 100%, but I'm going to give you 20%. So I've got a song, for instance, that's coming out, um, Two Fly. And when you hear Two Fly, that's 100% of me, but it's 20% of what my creativity can do. So I'm giving you that in a reggae form of what I can possibly do. That I know is or can be said to be similar to somebody else due to the fact that I'm putting it in a field of which can be compared. Yeah. But when I give you Jazzy Martian, it's you can't, it's yeah. impossible because a lot of my music is actually made either from my voice all the way up to making the, the instrumental down to the rapping or the ad-libs or the sounds. They'll all be my voice in different ways of doing yeah. it. So for instance, when the, the song I wanted to talk to you about anyway, is that Wade project I've got yeah. coming. When people see Wade and hear it, you you can't compare it. It's not a comparison thing, it's an appreciation. Yeah. You, you, you can only appreciate it even if you don't like that music. It can only be appreciated, you can't compare it. But when I give you the element for when I wanna make you have a good time or I know I want the DJ to go, yeah, play Chris's tune and then my thing mixes perfectly after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah brother, I'm gonna give you the yeah. right tune for that blend. <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense, yeah. brother. That's called business. Yeah. But what I'm not gonna do is act like I ain't got something that no one else ain't got yeah. because you can't be me. Yes, that's yeah, hard. That's it, exactly that. Exactly <laughs> it's not, it's that. Not possible. Absolutely right. Um, coming back to the music, let's, let's, let's dig deep mm. into the music. Now, <clears throat> my, I, I mean, like I said earlier on, I can't stop listening to to especially hard days, hard, hard day, hard night, um, and the other songs that you have. There is this rawness. There's this pain, mm. and there's this happiness to it, mm. all mixed into that unique voice that you have. When you're singing and you're performing. And I know we've already touched on this. I want mm. you to talk about this. How much do you feel it? Well, even let's 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 go one step even further. It's um, hard days, hard nights. That song itself was made from pure feeling. The whole statement, if I can break down the song just in a few little parts, that um, I grew up from a, 
blocky estate I grew up uh, from the healing tub and the Harlem shake. Yeah. That's the reason why it has a smile on it. You, it's for that same reason. If you know what it feels to be in a blocky estate and how it feels to grow up, and then I said to you, but we grew up with the heel and toe and the Harlem. Yeah. You know what era we had. Yeah. We had the P Diddy and we had the Mace and the Miss Yellick with the Harlem yeah. shake and we yeah. had all the Q-tip. That was a beautiful moment for us because that's what we called our childhood and we've mm -hmm. had the best. Any 90 kid would say that you ain't gonna get a better era than we had. I don't care who you yeah. are. 90s are 90s, the absolute yeah, you got it. Jazzy, you got it. You know it. Because yeah, it you was know it. everything. Yeah. It was fresh. Everything was new, innovative, continues to be yeah. created, organic, just one of one. It was nowadays we're not in that sort of realm. We're in a trend realm, but do you know what I mean? Copy that's and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. Yeah. That's what it is at the moment. But yeah, like you said, that's yeah. a completely different it's, conversation. That's a, that's this is about you today, <laughs> yeah, Jesse. <laughs> but with that, with, with, with saying that, it's like, when I was creating Hard Days, Hard Nights, the whole, sorry my skin isn't perfect, still got hard days and hard nights. Sorry I'm busy, I'm working. Still got big dreams and a large life. I'm physically putting the work in. These are high steps, these are big climbs. Hopefully this is all worth it because at the end days, I live a good life. I think in one hook, you know who I am. Yeah. I told you I'm religious. Yeah. And if not religious and you heard that, I told you I'm spiritual. Because at the end day, because we all have an end day. I said it to you outside. Yeah. Every time God has put me out to do something or I have put myself out to do something, I've always succeeded. Because in the end days, no matter where that is, because we don't, I've lived a good, life and i'm still young like this is what, I I, this, Jazzy, this is, this is, this is what, what i'm talking about this this positivity that <laughs> oozes out of you man it's just unreal it's absolutely unreal look um today we were we i said at the beginning we wanted to talk about you know breaking down those doors yeah breaking down those mm. doors in the industry breaking down those doors to achieve stuff your story yes it may seem to the outside looking in that you've just had this easy journey oh, but it's not <laughs> like that at all no it's not like that at all how, how hard did it get for you it's 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 hard right now um the reason why i feel like people feel like i don't i make or i might make it look like i'm it's not hard it's because i was dancing before and every penny i've I earned back then, I, I worked in Foot Locker, I stopped working when I was 19 because I started to dance and I was on the Saturday's music video and I got paid so much money for that music video. I said, I'm not working in Foot Locker because yeah. I'm on the screen. This don't make any sense. So for me already, money was never the, the grasp of everything. It's what I can do, how I feel at the end of the day was my paycheck. Um, for me, Dancing and having to earn money through dance will be probably the biggest challenge I've, I've gone through because going to a battle, um, paying for your one ticket, having probably like a fiver in your pocket, this is the truth. Thinking, okay, I can eat, I can eat for the battle, I have to win. Or I can't pay my phone bill, I can't go back to dance, I can't do nothing. So you have to win. So you're actually battling to live. That's what I did for about 10 years. So now when I'm transitioning to music, I've gone, this is hard, but it don't hurt like dance. It don't hurt like dance. Because you can, I've, I've done far travels. I've gone all the way to Amsterdam and done the, the these big battles and you don't even get through prelims sometimes. Have you spent, <laughs> have you spent five of Japan and then seen nothing? Bro, I can't. <laughs> and then done that for a whole year. That's crazy just to get one time in and that alone made you feel like it was worth it to go back it's different we have a different energy over here like it's a different want for what we do over here it's different so when i went into music it was a bit like people more wanted to show what they have more than what they're doing so for me the transition feels different but the pain of not having much is still the same because yes, I dress the way I do. I think people see that sometimes and sort of seclude someone and go, oh, they have it all. Nah, brother, yeah. I just put myself together That's well. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's all that is. That's My it. mom yeah, showed exactly. me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the jump. That's all that was, do you think? Yeah. But it's like, not having money, this is gonna sound so crazy. Like, 
I got used to it. I got used to being broke. There's an appreciation when, when you're the, when you're in that position. There's an appreciation you for get, it, so right? you, it's called, and that stays with you. Mm, it's called a broke man mentality. You hear people say it all the time. Yeah. For instance, I remember one. I remember when I was getting paid on Let It Shine. I had such a broke man mentality that I couldn't. <laughs> this is mad. I couldn't even take myself to Tesco to spend it. Wow, it's crazy like that because I was a bit like. So you conditioned yourself. Mm. You conditioned yourself to be in that in that situation. Um, I mean, everybody knows the music industry is pretty ruthless. It's funny how you say that the dancing was a lot more ruthless than the music. Um, and it's quite well known that there's a, a barriers to entry. There's there's some fucked up stuff that can happen. Mm. How 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 have you? I mean, how how. Where has your mindset changed from thinking, okay, the dancing was difficult, the music isn't that difficult? Is it because you understand what your talent is? No, I'm gonna be frank with you. Like, sometimes I wake up and I can have the maddest thoughts. Like, I just be like, yeah, forget all of this. Everyone's fake. This is nuts. And someday I wake up and I'm like, nah, this is amazing. But regardless of how I wake up, within the hour after, I will always feel better regardless if I've already felt better. Because it's from a kid, it sounds mad, when you've grown up with a lot of trauma and deaths, you you learn how to maintain a certain cloak. And it's a bit like the Harry Potter one, you know how to be invisible. You know how to turn certain parts of you invisible. We touched on this earlier yeah. before we started, right? And even thick skin, having thick yeah. skin is a cloak. It's, it's a cloak. Yeah. And it's not a good cloak because it will always come to bite you as it did um, this year back to me. So again, there's no sort of remedy for it. I will just be honest and say, I still go through it because I'm human. The only thing that combats it for me, which people who know me will be like, that's 100% jazz is, I can't, I physically can't be sad for longer than about, 30 minutes, it's, I can't, it's, it's draining, it's tiring. <laughs> I can't, like, Bro, you know what, I, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. If I'm angry with someone or, or something something negative happens, it's 30, 30, yeah. 30 minutes, that's it, I wanna be your yeah. best friend I'm afterwards. I'm bored now, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't got time That's it. I haven't got time, so I think with that, I'm learning to grow up with and learn how to uh, manage what we call this cloak, because it's good. Sometimes a cloak allows you to step away from people that might drain your yeah, energy. Yeah, true. That's true. And that cloak sometimes makes you not be or seem offensive towards how they might feel about yeah. you putting this cloak on. Do, do you identify any of the trauma? Do, do you mm. do you look back and say, well, this is I, yeah. I feel this because of this way? Yeah. Um, I I know from growing up in that blocky estate and being around that stuff, you have what I realize um, a lot of black people have, and I'm not just saying black people, because I think I, I would say anybody who came from a blocky estate, you could be white, black, no matter what. It's, I feel like if you come from that sort of side, that's what you're gonna endure. You, you, you almost learn how to survive and forget how to live. Wow. And wow. I'm, in this past two years, I'm starting to live. That's what it is. So, You've identified that trauma. You you've accepted that trauma, and you've learned to live with that trauma. Mm. Then basically, that's that's where you're at at the moment, right? And I think that's why I speak about my trauma. Most people around me who I do speak to, they know I speak very openly. I don't really, I don't ever try to hide anything unless you, unless you're not in my main bubble. Or do you know, it's interesting, right? You say that because, I mean, obviously we we know we're aware there's two paths here, right? If you go through that trauma, you either want to talk about it and discuss it. Mm but almost use it as an example for other people mm. to to learn from yeah or you internalize it mm. now i've always felt that you know and, and one of the reasons why we set this up is for if, if you talk about it other people feel more comfortable talking about yeah, it facts, because you you become almost if you internalize it you 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 almost go into a, like a bubble and you think that you're the only person in the planet that's experiencing that trauma that's lived that life that's mm. gone through that um and that's never the case somebody will always have a similar story and have mm. overcome those challenges within within your life and i think the angle that you take about talking about it openly and mm. and discussing it even if it's within your collective um it will have an impact mm. on other people it does um i uh 
again, there's a certain habits that I have that's not great for everybody. But I know I speak about it because I know when I did, the amount of guys that messaged me back and was like, bro, do you know what? I didn't want to say anything yet, but like, I've been feeling like that, you know? Like, Unreal, Jazzy. And I says, it's Unreal, man. You, you didn't think someone like myself would allow myself to be vulnerable. Yeah. You thought it would make me scared, but now that I, you see me being vulnerable and I'm okay with it, I find a lot of uh, my peers will sort of say the same thing. And one big one I would touch on is, I remember we had a conversation, this is crazy for a lot of people, it's just about porn. And just how people feel about it, just in general, because I know how a lot of men feel about yeah. it. I'm around guys all yeah. the time, do you know what I mean? I'm around a lot of girls, so it's not just yeah, guys, yeah, it's both, it's both. Yeah. So I remember just speaking about it and just, having a conversation like how did you lot feel about it like you, you are you gonna s stop one day you're gonna s stop watching like that or are you gonna just continue and that alone made a lot of guys was like oh, i don't want to talk talk about my secret folder do you know what? It's funny you say that though, because that's a really good example. Mm. Porn is a really good example. I mean, we all watch porn, it, it, right? It, it shocks people when you speak about opening. They go, "No, that's my private time." Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But, 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 I've seen the video you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that private, bro. We can all log on and see it. But it's when you start the conversation, you, you're planting the seed in people's head, even if they don't interact at that point in time, and they, they turn around, to. they want to because exactly. They I felt like that. Yes. I said that. Yes. And when it's a person, and I'm going to be frank, because I, I, I say this because, again, I speak to a lot of females, and a lot of females will either tell me um, about myself. Yeah. I, again, I'm around a lot of girls, so they'll always tell you about yourself, yeah. which I, I don't mind, because a lot of the times they have a lot of constructive criticism within what they're saying. It has sense. So one thing I've, I've took away from it is there was like, Jazzy, the reason why guys or girls may say that is because the way people take you is, oh, your sex life must be fine. So now you're talking about it. It's like, whoa, you're talking about it. So I, th I think to myself, if more guys actually did speak about these things, you'll be in a situation where you would find the conversation will be like, oh, so we all do have a problem. That's right, that's right. And that's a reality. Yeah. And uh, something that Rufus says today, um, which is stuck with me all day and it will, because this is how my brain always works. Yeah. If someone says something that I really like, it will stick with me. He says, um, people find it, people find it a, a big problem in having an addiction. It's human to have an addiction. We're human beings. Yeah. We're going to be addicted to one set of form or another. There's many forms of addiction and sometimes we always go to the simple form of it and kind of go, you're already addicted to cigarettes, you're addicted to smoking, you're addicted. But there's addiction to porn, there's yeah. addicted to shopping, there's yeah. addiction to cloaking yourself, yeah. there's addiction to lying, there's exactly. addiction to manipulation, there's, a, there's an addiction to everything. Everybody has a cloak on what sort to make them feel like they can run away if it's for 10 minutes, 20 minutes or 30 minutes. We all have a vice. But when that's, you talk about it, yeah. you allow yourself to actually control the cloak instead yes. of sort of put it on because you're afraid, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's 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 something for me that I've realized speaking openly, it's better. I don't do it because it benefits me. Yeah. I do it because it's just generally something that I do with my peers. But but I thought <laughs> but it's a natural thing, yeah. Jazzy. If if you speak from a position of lived experience, mm. <clears throat> it resonates a lot more with people because they know you've been through it and you've gone through it, right? Mm. Um, you know, I I've, I've, I've been very open about my journey on this podcast about, you know, the issues that I had with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, we've had people reach out that have said, look, I was going through exactly the same thing. This is how I felt. This is what I went through. And I think, you know, and I've said this, I've said this before, we live in such an interconnected society, mm. but we aren't connected at, at all. Like there's so much things going on. Like right now, weed is one of the biggest things in the world it is now the most main smoked substance yeah. that we that that is on earth but there's no connection to it yeah so how do people understand it yeah how do people get to go no it's not right for me or yes it is right for me or i shouldn't do this all the time or i should be prescribed we don't know because there's no stimulant 
or no conversation that stimulates yeah. us to make us want to do further investigation on what we're talking about. Yeah. Because everything gets nipped in the bud or you go, do you know what? I think I need to get my cloak out. And then <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. That's like it. That. Exactly. This, is this is, goes do. back to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has a cloak, <laughs> right? And and this is this is what it is. And it's it's unfortunate that, that that's the society that we live in. Mm. But I think it's people like yourself that are trailblazing and breaking that those barriers down uh, and allowing people to have, you know, conversations and talk about it. And even, you know, people checking you out and checking your, your work out, um, one thing actually that you said about uh, when you were asked how you would change the music industry and you said i'd i'd change the keys i'd change the locks yeah, i'd break down the, the doors yeah, why why do you feel like that why why do you think that that industry needs to be changed as radically as that change isn't i, I wouldn't even say change i would say like Because hmm. I want to say it right. I feel the music game in the sense of how artists are looked at is not what it once was. I understand we've been through many changes in these eras of music from the time from when... Um, that's why I love people like Soldier Boy. From the time of when people like Soldier Boy come out of nowhere and was like, "Yo, check what I can do on YouTube and yeah. look how much sells." Like, it opened up a new world. But opening up that new world also opened up new ways of streaming music. You got to remember, streaming is a new word. Yeah, this is these are new things that are coming to play. So I understand the change, but where we are in 2021 now, we're at a place where they they don't know and the industry don't know and the artists many artists themselves don't know what what people behind this bit who are coming up are capable of and the actual capability or the experience they have in such a young age it's different before a lot of people would have mass experience by the time they're an artist and they're like 30 odd and they're like, yeah, got beer experience. Where for me, I'm not even in my 30s and I feel like I've had six lives. <laughs> yeah. So when we start to cross that over to creative platforms, if you've had and been in a creative field where you've had to teach it or direct it or anything of the above, and then you then use those same things on yourself you you have such a depth and an observation and then a bird's eye view of what's of what could be done what's possible and what people think is radical because and i'll always say this as a point of reference because i come from dance i feel like i broke a lot of doors down before i entered music because when you're teaching vogue and it's a feminine style and it's not of what a masculine person thinks or a masculine man thinks is right. But as a masculine guy, I've taught it and I enjoy it and I will never take that back. And do you know what I mean? For instance, the start of that Wade song, people hear it, it's like a Vogue remedy mm. because I love the sound. But that alone broke down all barriers for me because it made me have to take off what I thought was a masculine jacket and just put on a human one and dance. And then when I came out, I realized that it didn't change how people viewed about me. So that alone, when I brought that into music, a lot of genres or sounds that a lot of I people that I'm around was listening to, I was already in a, a crazy mind space of sounds. I was already listening to house and ghetto house, Duke, Chicago footwork. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hip hop. Then you're listening to Neo Souls. And then the further you go down into hip hop, you start getting into your boom back. So we're going all the way from your KRS-1s to your, do you know what I mean? To your, what's his uh, uh, name? Scroof. Uh, Fushniks. That's what I was saying. All the way from Fushniks all the way to your Buster Rhymes era. And then we're going all the way now to your choreographer ever era of where people started to mix the the styles with the foundation and then you're going into the freestyle era so again there's a big yeah. 
musical listening pot that I've already been stirring and listening to that by the time I've got into music, I want to do everything. Yeah. And then I kind of got told, you can't. And I said, but why? Yeah. It says, because we don't do that. I'm saying, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Then they go, but how are you going to put that sound over there and that sound over there? And then you go like this. And then they go, but nobody's doing that. <laughs> so it realized that as much as the doors may not want to be taken off by their landlord or not, the door's already gone. It's just that they those haven't who believe it. the yeah. key's still there yeah, yeah, yeah. are trying to open yeah, this mad it. door. Yeah. Well, those who know that there's no door, you're just doing your thing. Do you know, uh, something, something that you touched on just now it links back to something you've said before. The, best pe the worst piece of advice that you ever had was that you can't do it. Mm. The best piece of advice that you ever had was you can, you do, can it. do it. <laughs> and that's a, an under underlying theme within your life, right? You, I, th I think you, 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 your, your belief system is basically, I'll try it. Mm. If I can think of it, I'll try it. Yeah. I'll do it. I if I can't do it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, I can't do it, yeah. then, you know, I fine. Gave it a good try. Yeah, I gave it a good try. Mate, do you know, and that kind of mentality, I think, I think is lost. Yeah, you know? I feel like the only reason why it, it, it can get lost is um, sometimes as a creative, we're sort of forced to always think about the the finance side and the, the, the logic side of it. And we don't get to sort of indulge into the creativity nowadays too much because the logic side is so accessible to every artist. That's why you can get independent artists now yeah. actually just blowing up because the other side, the business side is actually possible by one man if so if you could do that do you yeah. know what i mean and could afford it where for me i lived in creativity to where i can't get out sometimes some this gonna sound mad when i say this sometimes i'm uh, sometimes i can be in a creative mood where people who know me they kind of go just leave him yeah because it's better to do that with me um, I find that when I make music in studio, I don't actually write the song. I dance first and then I write the song because when I dance, I understand how I want to feel. Wow. And then I get it down. That's why I feel like when people see uh, the hard days, hard nights, and at the end, they see you did this little doof, doof. Yeah. But if you ever gone back and watch any battles I've done on YouTube, the first thing you would see me do before a battle is do do. Because in my head, what I'm doing is I'm learning the beat pattern. So I can, I will process the first eight count and then read the second eight count because I know majority of the second eight count may have a different snare in a different place. So now I've clocked that, I know that it's only going to be that section doubled. So I've got to put that there and that's doubled. That means that's going to copy that. So now I already know the beat. I don't have to think about the beat. I don't have to worry if I'm gonna catch the beat because the beat's here now. I don't have to worry about it. So once I got into that, I can't get out. That's an amazing insight. Mm. <laughs> that is an amazing insight. Mm. I mean, it's very rare that we get that insight from a creative of how they go through that process. Unreal, and 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 you can see that now. You're saying that to me, watch and, it, and I'm and I'm watching because I've got I've got that in I've got the the video hard days hard yeah. eye on YouTube. <laughs> I've got it in my head. I've watched it so many times. Now you're saying that I can see your movements within that video. They come first. The, the vocals come second. Second. You can feel it. That's what I feel like brings my emotion. Um, for instance, when you watch the the video. Finding the beat for me is so important to where I think you won't notice it if you don't, if I didn't say this, yeah. you sort of just go, oh, yeah. he's, he's dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not dancing. What it is, is that, to be honest, I'm trying to hold myself back. To dance? Yeah. From, from dancing, From sorry. dancing. Yeah, from dancing, yeah. Because I, I kind of think, or I kind of feel sometimes I can go off when I'm dancing, meaning when I'm saying go off, meaning that I'll get lost when I'm dancing sometimes. And I don't want to ever, 
lose the vocal part. Yeah. So I just keep myself in a position of where it's fun, but it's not too mad. But when I get that opportunity um, to perform and show people what I actually do, if I combine music, this this cinematic music and combine theater show and dance, it's to me, that's what performing is for an artist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's, that makes it, total sense. I mean? That's what it's yeah. supposed to be. Jazzy, do you realize, right, listening to you, you refer back, you refer a lot back to feminism. Oh, I'm a feminist. Women, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a women, women's perspective. Um, you know, a female perspective, everything. Yeah. So, so a lot of the stuff that you say links back to that. And I know you've spoken previously about the fact that how much the females in your life and coming from a predominantly mm. female family have influenced you, but it, it it's very, very clear. Yeah, man, I love women. Oh God, I said that, I he's gonna laugh. <laughs> I swear I just said that. <laughs> it, it, I think it's just because I've I've seen my sisters and my cousins and so many women in my life go through so so much. I've seen men and the guys in my life go through a lot, but there's something about me that feels like men can take the hit. I'm not saying women can't. I it's just that protective thing in me that sort of feels like or. I've witnessed women feel a way. And when it's the women in your family and when your family is mostly women, I've watched a lot of my sisters either have bad relationships with boys or things happen like that. And then it sort of just makes me, I'll have to always witness them being hurt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And when you've seen it a lot, you, 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 it's either you get angry and you start knocking out everybody's yeah. boyfriend. That's you, this is what starts. You just you just turn up and go. Well, I'm slapping everybody then. Yeah, but you can't keep doing that. You can't. Yeah. And I won't. Yeah. Because the reality is, that's your relationship. Yeah. And unless he puts his, your, your hands on, I'll be honest. Put then if he puts your hands on you, then I'm, that's it. He's not having a nose. He's not allowed to have yeah. one. You dig? But it's like that whole. You see, you could. You see that. That's what I mean. You see the talk yeah. and the, well, I'll do the, that's what I mean. That, do you, you see that cloak there? Yes, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. the cloak I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's a quick access out. Yes, yeah. Sorry, that was a little side note, but you see what I mean? Yeah. That was what I mean. You, I can, you, everyone finds themselves using a cloak, but if you catch yourself, you can quickly get rid of it yeah. and start the question again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll do that again. That's how you have to do it. Or you you just be hiding all the time. Yeah, that, you're absolutely right. Um, so what is the future for Jazzy? What you got coming up and what's going on? Uh, what I've got coming up is I've got a few projects coming up, a um, few projects I'm excited about. I've got Waved, um, a project called Wade that I've done with a guy called Fabio Sadiq, the director, um, got filmed in uh, Brazil in a favela. So it's a great video, really cinematic, really artistic. Um, I think it's going to shock a lot of people um, just in the sonics of it and the visuals, because I feel like especially in UK, we don't really see that type of visuals or sonics being pushed out there. So when, when and how can people access that? Um, <laughs> it's February P F in the future. For those of you on Spotify, <laughs> there's a lead coming from somewhere else. <laughs> Jazzy can't answer the question. I got, but I'm going to be honest, it will be um, early next year. The reason why I'm saying this is because I know for people who love my music and any fans I have, one big thing I get from them all the time is like, why are you not giving us more? Why are you not giving us more? And this is something I've always wanted to address and say. It's not that I don't want to give all that I have or all that I've teased, but the game ain't what the game was before. Mm -hmm. If you, if I drop a pound in a dark room, who's gonna see it? 
and that's the reality of when you're dropping a tune that everyone sort of goes or they hear the snippet and go oh, it's amazing just yeah. put it out there but you that's you guys and i love that and i love you guys and i love the fact that you want me to do this and put this music out there and i love the fact that you want to hear it but i want the world to hear it and i need to figure out ways of making that happen so we're not just sitting here five of us a hundred of us in this room going this is nice nah let's get a couple thousand a couple million and let's all that's appreciate it. it yeah that's it and that's the only reason why it's taking me a while but, just, but, but i can see your passion for it oh so much because mm. again from wade then we've got a Another one I'm looking forward to is Two Fly, which I did with uh, Big Zico. Um, I got that coming out, a couple of other names involved, but again, we'll just leave them things yeah. for when they're all coming yeah. out. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's a that's a project where people will hear my roots a lot, a, a lot, a lot. And then I've got a, a project that I'm excited for, for people to hear, which is Future, which is, it describes what we've just gone on, what we've just said today. Really, A lot of who I am, yeah. how I got here, and that's why I called it future. Yeah. It makes you know what I mean. It really, really makes sense. And hard days, hard nights. Hard nights, uh, hard days, hard nights is gonna come out um, in. It should, it should be soon, like really, really soon. I'm just trying to just get the couple ends all tied up, and then I'm just gonna release it again because I've I've given the plus equal minus live version, and I wanted people to take that in and sort of see it in a raw form, and then I want people to sort of digest the raw form, watch the interview. Yeah watch the artist documentary and sort of get to know me and get to know me really quick that when I give you the next project, you don't feel like you you, you still don't understand. Because yeah. I understand I'm a complex person. I'm aware of that. I'm a, I understand I don't come across as just, it's a one trick pony. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But what I want everyone to be okay with and anybody who is like me out there to be okay with is this is who we are and we all have our time and when that time comes trust me brother you can't beat divine time you can rush it but that'll be your own fault but i won't do that because i've done that in the past for man's sake yeah. <laughs> and man man don't lead to anything really <laughs> so this time i'm gonna take divine and see how that one works never failed me before god's plan yeah never failed me before jazzy on that note thank you Appreciate so much, man. My God. I knew, I knew this was going to be... <laughs> I knew this was going to be a mad one. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for giving such an amazing insight. When you're, when you're talking about you want people to know you, I think you've done an amazing job with that today, oh, appreciate man. Honestly, that is episode 14 of the Leading Minds podcast. Thank you so Love. much. Thank you so much to Jazzy. Love. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll be back next week with another guest and another interview. <laughs>